Okay, hi Yael and Sam. Thanks so much for joining me today. Um, it's great to have Swing Country be part of our 2021 Wisconsin Film Festival. Of course, we're all, all a little sad that this year's festival is an online affair. Um, I just watched your film again for the first time in a while, and um, it struck me that... Um, and. Uh, if I'm wrong, please tell me. But it feels like you've done a lot of work on it since the since I saw it back in whenever I first saw it. I think I saw it. I've seen it a few times, but this is the first time in months. So, yeah, talk about the work you've done. Yeah, we, we hope you liked it better. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we liked it enough to put it in the festival uh, in, the, in the sort of earlier rough draft. But, yeah, this I really thought like, oh, yeah, this is like a whole new film and it's even better than what I saw last time. Yeah. I mean, I think for us, so we obviously filmed it at the beginning of November and, uh, you know, we wanted to make that deadline and have it, it seems like such a natural place to, to screen it, especially for the first screening. And I think we wrote a lot about when we submitted the film too, like, just know this is still like, like, like very early, not very early, but pretty early draft. Like we knew we were going to want to work more on it. And, you know, we both work full time and this is a total like independent, self-funded um, venture. So we had to do this kind of on the weekends. We've been traveling as well. So whenever we had the time, we just kind of tried to polish. But also we played around with the structure a little bit in a way that I think benefited the film. And I, th I don't know if it's in the version you saw, but we also had someone doing some pickup shots uh, up in Oneida. So, because we felt like we didn't have enough B-roll, so that's something that I think, it's just like a couple of those, yeah. but I think it improves a lot, like some of Brandon's sequences. Yeah, I really noticed the difference in sort of the first section where we're getting introduced to uh, the characters. Felt like, um, you know, it was really kind of punched up and, and more tightly edited, and and, um, and and that was a question. Um about the, the different things that you tried to do that you experimented with to try to figure out the best way to tell these three stories um, and intertwining the three. Can you talk about some of the sort of things you came up against and some of the decisions you made about how to tell their stories and, and the back and forth between them? Yeah, it was a challenge to kind of uh, dig into each of their missions because they're not exactly the same, but they're all related and trying to decide how much of their backgrounds uh, felt relevant, felt like we were going down a different road. So I think our later passes have been kind of trimming, you know, focusing, sharpening, and we reordered a bit where, um, what did we, we like, do? We spent, <laughs> so basically in the mid section of this, we spend more time with each character instead of kind of bouncing around which I think that was the biggest structural change we made. Yeah. It's less in the beginning and the end, but really in the middle, we're just like, you know, for example, like Brenda's personal story, you know, can relate to his mission when he goes to vote. Let's just put it together because, because they're related, because it is a story. And if that led him to work on substance abuse and if he's looking for funding for that and funding to deal with generational trauma, let's connect it to his personal story. Um, I think, and I think the same with Lee, you know, connecting her, she talks about her last race and then her 
kind of coming out in the last race, so the, the theme of her being bisexual. So we just kind of wanted to spend more time with each character, which I think at first, and I don't know, maybe it's my tendency because I work in podcast, and I think, I think it's harder to spend a long time with a character in a podcast. And I think maybe it was a little my tendency that was like, let's move, let's move, let's keep that like pace of, you know, and you know, we have the days as well, but let's move the pace between them. And then only in a later, kind of later edits, we felt confident to just like, let's just stay with Brendan for like seven minutes and just let the audience get to know him. And the same for all of them. So I think that's the biggest structural change. And like the rest is a lot of polishing and just like trimming fat. Yeah. Yeah. Yell laid down a really good, like, first radio edit of what this film should be, and then we just restructured a bit. But I think our initial edit wasn't... It was obviously very rough, but it didn't change a whole bunch. And I could be just not remembering, but I feel like we get a lot more of Lee on election night now, and a lot more of that backstory of her coming out but maybe i'm wrong maybe that was part of the the original version i saw i can't remember yeah it's it's actually less in like quantity but i think it's better in quality so it registers better for you okay Um, sure yeah we i think we really wanted to kind of um what's the word i'm looking for like crystallize her coming out story and what happened last election and we we showed it to friends who were like, oh, we didn't realize she ran to like state senate two years ago. So we really worked on making sure like her her path and like a, like her political path at least was kind of clear, like, you know, intersecting with her personal life. And I think that's why it's like stronger now, even though it's less, less of that in quantity. We showed a film at last year's Wisconsin Film Festival, though that also, we had to cancel our festival at the last minute, and we've been sort of catching up, showing those films throughout the year um, online to our audiences. But there was this film called Can You Hear Us Now, which was a a feature-length documentary. I think it's a feature-length. I can't remember how long it is. But it was about the 2018 midterm elections, and it was similar, but that film followed, I think, three actual candidates whereas your film has um only lee is actually running for for office in your film um uh so i am interested in how much of a decision uh so your film sort of comes off as like a sort of a happier ending sequel to that can you hear us now because i don't think any of the candidates in that film actually ended up winning um but uh but they're they're happier there's a happier ending (laughs) for for the at least for the characters in this film uh in your film but i'm wondering um uh was it a conscious decision to to focus on not just somebody running for office but for people who were involved in the election in these other ways and then as a sort of a part two of that question were there other perspectives that you were looking for but weren't able to get or were there other people that you were following and didn't wind up in the film yeah so i think Lee, we were actually not that interested in a candidacy originally. Um, we we kind of wanted people who are not necessarily politician or kind of like regular people feeling like some obligation to seize the moment and 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 make sure their you know their 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 county votes for Biden. And Lee just happened to be 
a person we kept we kept hearing her name you know if we, i think if you look for democrats in that area like lee's name just keep coming up and um we kind of thought that we'll focus more on her like canvassing for obviously there was no canvassing <laughs> but so that's you know that's one of like there's that's one of the biggest things that changed for us when from when we started imagining this but um you know more on her trying to talk to people about um about the ticket like about about biden and harris basically and then we kind of got more interested in her race as we were there and um especially because you felt like what you put it in good words i forgot what you said like like her her race is kind of like an extension of the presidential race anyway and she kept connecting the two yeah it also felt like we're not following biden so we don't have these moments of like our characters struggling trying to achieve his goal but we have lee and she's running kind of parallel to the election so it felt like we're able to get the you know the kind of plotty elements of like person out there trying to do stuff trying to get elected um but I think uh, when you're bringing up this happier ending concept, it's like we really debated early on, like, do we want to have, like, half Trump supporters, half, you know, Biden supporters? Like, and I, I think the question is, like, at that time, it just felt like such a a bummer <laughs> to be human <laughs> that I was like, I don't really want to make a film that leaves people feeling, like, bummed out. Uh, and I know that a Trump supporter is not going to watch this and be like uh, super excited, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I felt like there's definitely great films that could be made that would have a different cast. I just felt like this this film felt right for what we were trying to do, where we have these three people who are supporting Biden and really feel passionate about that so that you can have this ending where, you know, we had no idea who was going to win, obviously. We didn't have inside information. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hopefully this, like, moment of great relief where you see the characters yeah. relieved. Yeah. I, and I think if Trump would have won, it would have been a sad ending, you know? I mean, and, like, even if Lee won, it would... And, and honestly, like, Trump did win in all of their counties so we put it there i i think you know the overall joy was just like just kind of um uh, overpowered this so but but we put it in a title card at the end um and i think it's not insignificant i hope people read that title card because you know i mean and obviously because of how election looks like whatever votes they shifted still help so it's not like because it's not a winner takes all kind of thing with counties but you know they're still in trump counties and i hope that's like clear when you when you watch this but i mean this whole question of happy ending it's funny because it's like a constant uh, argument debate since we met because sam is american and i grew up more like israeli european cinema and for me it's like ending don't have to be good like life is not good <laughs> so it's okay and and sam has this like you have a different approach of like i want to i don't want to make people drown happy. people suffering in more misery and i don't know I, I definitely love a harsh ending but i just felt like this moment felt like let's not pour misery on misery so let's just say that if Trump was elected, would have been elected, like this would be, I don't know how Who we would have edited this. Yeah. I don't know. 
Well, in a way, the way the election turned out and the way the result, the results sort of dragged out sort of helped you get a slightly more European ending where it's not a, <laughs> you don't get a total on the ground celebration uh, the morning after, uh, you know, uh, so so there you go. There, it, it's, it's dampened a little bit by the fact that we're seeing people, you know, when we leave these characters, they don't actually know for sure what the final result is. Yeah. And, you know, I, we can say that I wish there was a way to document it and put it in the film because it's such an important point. But we were in Appleton when Trump, we were still there. We were actually like had to wrap up. And so we were like kind of like we're going to miss whatever is going to happen when the announcement came. But we were in a coffee shop in Appleton when the announcement of Trump came up and like all of our friends in Brooklyn were like out celebrating in the park and there was no one that made a sound on the street. So we were still, you know, maybe we're not in total Trump country where people went to protest, but we were still not in a place where this was a celebration. And whether it's like, whether it's because people voted for Trump or whether because it's like the nature of this area, which is like, I don't want to offend anyone and politics is like, let's keep it, you know, let's keep it out of the public. Which is, I, you know, it's it's part of the film, and I hope it comes through a little. Like, people are being very careful, but yeah, like there was no celebration, and Lee and I were just texting, and like, we could like we thought about driving and just film her, but at the same time, she didn't do anything too. She was like, I just went to buy some meat or something, and like some guy argued with me about Trump. Like there was, it's like a crazy anticlimax there, you know, and there was we just didn't know how to document it. Yeah. I mean, if we documented nothing, it would just be a street B-roll, you know. And I thought is, about it too. I was like, yeah. I mean, it, it on one hand it captures the mood, but uh, it wouldn't be a yeah explosive ending. <laughs> yeah, and it's a little too nuanced. I think that you know, I think it would have been hard to like communicate that. But that that yeah. was the reality of the. And it captured the character's internal joy. Uh, yeah. There are still some sort of, and that, that would have been a little bit surreal, and there are some sort of surreal elements. Even in the film, there's that, the one uh, interview you do with Lee where she's literally sitting in a folding chair in the middle of a street like where there would normally be, I would assume, cars coming down. But it's it's one of those COVID moments where it's like, well, we have to shoot everything outside and let's find someplace cool to do it. Um, I want to back up a little because I realize I haven't asked you um, how did you come to make this film? What was the genesis of this project? And also talk a little bit about your uh, ties to Wisconsin. Sure. Uh, I grew up in Appleton. I lived there until I was, uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. Lived there until I was like um, 17. Moved away my senior year, came back, went to uh, Fox Valley Tech in Appleton. Then I moved away and was like living in LA, New York, uh, working on film stuff. But um yeah, her connection is him. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've been to Wisconsin for the first time. So I'm from Israel. I, I lived in, I've lived in New York and in L.A. And we met in L.A. <clears throat> we moved to New York together after. But I, I've been to Wisconsin for the first time in, like, November 2019. So a year. We got, we got married there in Appleton. And I met his 100 cousins. <laughs> and... Yeah, I, I didn't know much about Wisconsin, and I think, you know, I think one of the things, this is not exactly how I came to do this film, I guess, but I think one of the things that fascinated me is really, like, I come from a place that's, you know, politics is always the thing you argue about over, like, over dinner, like, Saturday, like, Saturday dinner, 
and it's something that people are very like vocal about and we all know who voted for who and where Sam grew up it's kind of like he does he didn't even know who sorry this is <laughs> anyway people don't know who other people vote no I was about to say that. anyway yeah so <laughs> his family is like so they're still trying to be respectful about politics that they're like everyone is sort of like avoiding it or just like talking about it in a way that's very like not to make you uncomfortable which I guess it's a very Wisconsin thing and maybe in particular where you're from and it's just like the opposite of everything I know about political discussion and discourse and I think the area is interesting that way because you know how do you how do you like do political activism or like political canvassing when you're in a place where that's kind of like a main that's that's a big value to be respectful in that way and not to make anyone uncomfortable and everyone deserves to have their opinions and like people do vote for you know vote having like split tickets or voting different every election and so I feel like I, I really admire you know like kind of the nuanced way that people like Brandon and Lee um, Keith too but Keith doing a little bit of different work have to go about like convincing people because they just have to be like yeah they just have to be like really really nuanced in their approach and really respectful and and um, and I'm sure it's hard because their you know their opinions are, are strong like against Trump or whatever other or against what was that, Lee's Eric Beach? Yeah, or oh, against yeah. their opponents. Um, but I think, oh, sorry. No, please. I think the way we came up with this film, if I'm not mistaken, is that we did originally thought about just going to the area and actually we were, can I say that? The original thing we're interested in? Yeah. We were interested in the like paper industry in the area. Um, honestly, because we really loved American Factory, the movie. And we were like, oh, this like, you know, and when I was there for the wedding, we had conversation with people who grew up with Sam and it's like such a reoccurring story of like, you know, my dad used to work in this mill and he's out of work and, and just like, like, just like an area that changed so much because the world doesn't consume as much paper. And then, oh, we, I have one connection to Wisconsin, which is funny, that my mom worked for years in Israel in Kimberly Clark. And like half of Sam's family worked in Kimberly Clark, like right there. And of course, like our parents were so excited about it. So, you know, I have connections to the paper industry from Israel. And so we were originally interested in doing something about that and how, and I, I hope we still will yeah. do something about it, and how the city has changed. And we planned to go there in the summer. And when COVID hit, it was clear that it's not realistic and it doesn't make sense and that it it's probably doesn't worth the risk. But I think when the election was like around the corner, that felt like a bigger moment that's worth the risk, I guess. So we were like, let's just go there and, and make a film about the election. Because um, Wisconsin, you know, was so big in those months before. Yeah, mm -hmm. I felt like we were just in our little like aquarium looking at the world, just like so much stuff is happening in these, you know, early months of the year. And we just felt like this election is going to be a really interesting moment in time. And it felt like we had to document it in some way. And I think Wisconsin's like a really interesting way to look at the election. Yeah. yeah. I'm from uh, Brooklyn, New York. And um, 
I met my wife on the East Coast in college, and she's from Stevens Point, Wisconsin. And uh, the first time we went home to visit her parents in Stevens Point, uh, we think we landed in, in Mosinee or the Wausau Air- Airport. Um, and as soon as I got off the plane, I was like, what is that smell? And she's like, oh, that's the paper mills. <laughs> so I'm very familiar with the whole paper mill thing. And I also, you know, when we, when we moved here after living, we moved back to Brooklyn after college for 10 years and then moved out here eventually. But when I moved to the Midwest, my sort of obnoxious sort of snap sort of feeling about Midwest versus um, New York City was that New York, I think New York City people have this reputation of sort of being obnoxious and brash. And, and I think that that's probably true. Like at first glance, they're kind of rough and, and not all that polite. But then the more you get to know them, they sort of turn out to be like sweeter and, and more helpful than you'd think. And then I, I sort of felt like when I got to the Midwest, it was the opposite. Like everyone seems really nice at first and polite, but then you spend a couple of weeks with them and you're like, Oh boy, there's some bitterness going on around here. So anyway, but uh, that's that. all that aside, I had this other question, which is, um, uh, the, the problems and maybe the, maybe the interesting, maybe benefits of, of having to, uh, interview people and get people on camera while they're wearing masks during COVID because um, Lee, uh, you, you get to interview her a bunch where she doesn't have her mask on. Uh, but Brandon and um, I'm sorry, is Keith? What Keith? Uh, they for the most part are wearing masks, and it's you know it's interesting how how not being able to see somebody's mouth while they're talking sort of affects maybe how you feel about that person or how you can read their face. I mean, I do. they do say the eyes are the window to the soul, and in a way, maybe the masks emphasize people's eyes even more. Uh, but what were your, what, you know, how did, how did it feel to you doing those? Uh, well, at first I was, like, pretty bummed out because I think the human face is, like, an interesting thing to look at and, like, read into when you're watching a film. But, you know, I kind of... I, I didn't want to, you know, push anything into an unsafe direction when we're, like, moving around these groups of people. It just felt really uh, irresponsible to, like, be unsafe. And I, you know, I don't know what the line is of safety's not safe. We didn't have a COVID safety officer or anything there. So, um, but I think, you know, in the future, seeing these people with masks on will take on a very different meaning. Uh, where now it's like, you know, you're deprived of seeing that face. But I think in the future, it's going to illuminate that this was an election during a pandemic and it's going to feel like a looming danger in a way, uh, which, you know, that's part of the story. Yeah. How did you? Yeah, I I think that's something you kept saying that it will give that like element of we capture that moment. I think it's not just the mask. Like, I was having a hard time with all the compromises we had to make because of COVID, and I, I wanted to make all of them. But, you know, it was, like, a lot of moments of... I wasn't sure we were able to make a film out of it, or anything, really. Because, you know, it's it's the masks, but it's also the fact that we didn't go into people's houses, and we try to build a personal... Inti- and that's what it is. Like, we're getting to know them in an intimate way, or trying. And we you can't go into their house. It's It's... You know, it's hard, even for just a little bit of, like, seeing their environment. And um, 
you know, we weren't able to get close to them. We didn't use love, so we, you know, we didn't do, we still need to do some work on the audio, but I'm an audio producer and I'm like embarrassed by these recordings because it was, <laughs> no, because it was like just not ideal. It was very far away from them. And um, and again, like Sam said, like we're, we were so independent and we were, we, we couldn't even guarantee where this film is going to go. So we felt like we can't, and people were just generous with their time that we, we couldn't like do anything that like worries them even like a bit about our, our distance and our like protocol. So we just like, we played it like super, super safe. You know, the other thing is that like originally when we envisioned it is like, we imagined a lot of like B-roll of the area of like, you know, mass at church on Sunday and like football practice. Like we had this crazy, like shot list and nothing. I mean, this was literally the worst time in the area. So there are no people besides those three. I mean, we see a little bit of Lee's friends, but it's a very, I mean, for a long time, I was like, this is like a super empty film. We even had the thought to just turn it into a podcast because we felt like there's just not enough visual. Is that okay that I'm saying all this? No, it's totally fine. <laughs> it's totally being vulnerable. You know, so, I mean, I hope people like it. I'm still like, I still have this anxiety of like it's just it's so empty because of COVID and because we had to we had to play it super safe. We drove, by the way, that's another thing, to to keep it safe. We drove to Wisconsin. We drove from Wisconsin back to Brooklyn in one day <laughs> on our way back. So that, that's a lot of driving. Yes, yeah. but you know, and every, I think we just like our whole relationship with the people was also different because you're keeping your distance. You really don't want to like push anything. As a journalist, I can be kind of pushy, but at that time, I felt that I'm just not not going to be on what everyone feels super comfortable. So <clears throat> I got used to the masks, I think. I think I got used to the mask for the, for the most part, but um, I, I, do, I am wondering how it's affecting people's, like, you know, feeling connected to, to, to the people we filmed. Um, yeah. Well... I'll say I've watched hundreds of these Wisconsin Zone films that get submitted, and your sound is is fine. It's 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 really good considering the circumstances. It will Nothing be better. To be embarrassed about it will be better. Yeah. It's not edited yet. And then also, um, uh, I think you do a, a really nice job of tying these characters into their environments. I, I think it's uh, you know you really get a sense of Lee on the on that back porch and by the fire, and also in in that office where she's making, uh, you know, uh, canvassing calls. Um, and then, um, uh, Keith in that barn. I mean, that's, I think it's great. I think, I think it's, I think the visuals are, are great and I'm glad you didn't turn it into a podcast. Me too. Okay. You, know, it could also, <laughs> yeah. you could, you could still make a podcast out of it. It could be like a multimedia yeah. franchise. It's true. Maybe we can try, but the audio is so, not that good too. I'm talking to you. You you are both sitting there in Israel. So can you tell us about uh, how you wound up there? How your how your year of quarantine has been going over a year, I guess now, and um, and what's next for you? We're only visiting here, so we didn't move to Israel. But um, we're I guess I'm here for like three months or something. It's a longer visit for some family stuff, and we both got our vaccines here. Or Sam still needs to get a second one. Um, our year of quarantine, but we both still work for our jobs in New York. So you know, this is where we live um, this weird double life where there's no corona here anymore, and we're living on like one time zone. 
but we are working for New York in a different time zone and you know preparing to go back and hopefully New York is better by the time we're there. Um, I was there. Um, I wound up driving back to Brooklyn for Passover because everyone in my family in Brooklyn had gotten vaccinated and I had gotten vaccinated because I work at the UW and so I hopped in a car and hung out there for a long weekend. Um, was it okay? Didn't go to all. Didn't go to all my favorite restaurants. Just had them delivered to my mom's house. So it yeah, was, it was almost as good as a regular visit. Yeah. And yeah. Was it recently? Past this Passover. Oh, Passover. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping you're going back in like three weeks. Yeah. I. I'm optimistic. We'll see. She's not, generally not as optimistic, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we had a rough year in New York, because. You know, New York was terrible at the beginning. Um, and I think Wisconsin is kind of like the longest time we've been out of our like little apartment until Israel just recently. So, I mean, in that sense, we were terrified by COVID. But in that sense, I mean, just connecting it back to the film, it was like a nice time. Like we were, we were doing this road trip. What? I mean, it was exhausting. It was exhausting. Yeah. And we didn't like... We, it's not like we stopped in really night, you know, took like a little hike or anything. We were just driving, like, but, but, uh, yeah, it's nice. And the abbreviated quarantine is terrified. New York got a cat, introduced the two cats, had a little war, Tiger King, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Lots of quarantine. Everyone's doing the same stuff. Yeah, 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> yeah. A lot of 90 Day Fiance. It's been horrible. <laughs> um,. Our next project is a documentary about Night Day Fiance. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I don't know. We we want to do... This is the first time we did something like this together. Or that I did... Uh, I mean, I do audio documentaries, but that I did like a film of any kind. So we kind of want to keep doing it together. Maybe we're like, let's try to get something done once a year or, you know. Because this one was pretty pretty fast turnaround even though we did it on top of everything else but obviously we're hoping to get something where i mean not obviously but we're hoping to get something that's not just like six days but something where you can follow change and time and and it will be a bigger project so, and for that i think we have to find something that happens more in like the east coast so we have more flexibility even though we're super interested in wisconsin yeah just a matter of traveling there yeah. six times in a year it's much more difficult but yeah i think uh a feature film is much more attractive at this point versus like a short doc because you know it's it's just the the kind of accepted form i think in or you know a lot of people turn on like a documentary series or a documentary feature so it's exciting to like move towards that form yeah maybe that's less once a year yeah, maybe not every Once every, year. every three we'll years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's fun. Like, it actually worked well together. And we complement each other as far as, like, our skills, too. Um, and it's, you know, we work, we do th similar things in our jobs. But for the most part, we work for other people. So it's kind of nice to have that, like, freedom of just doing something that's totally ours. If, even if it means that it has, like, zero budget. Or, you know, our own money that we're putting a little into it. and But, yeah, but it's it's been fun. So 
you know, we still need to wrap this one up, but uh, I hope we can have a new thing soon when COVID is like totally subsiding. I don't know. Yeah, you need to wrap this one up so you can upload it to our platform and we can show it to people. I know. <laughs> I know. We're working uh, on it. Well, uh, congratulations on Swing Country and thank you so much for sharing it with us and thanks for hanging out with me today and talking about it. It was great to talk to both of you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks so much.